making arrangements, it's just one of my favorite things to do on the guitar. I really approach it almost like a composition as well. So in the intro of this piece, as an example, first maybe 30 seconds or so is an introduction that I composed. I was wondering about that from that clip we just listened to. But then as far as the arrangement itself, you know, going back to Jobim in general, one of the first composers I heard as a child, and just really fell in love with with the delicacy of the music, but also just the, the deep emotions um, that you could feel. So the concept of saudade, I think, is very important here. So kind of an untranslatable uh, Portuguese term, but what it means is sort of a wistful nostalgia. So this kind of deep sentiment that just permeates bossa nova in general. And for this piece, I thought it was a great representation of that. Speaking with Daniel Volovitz, that's his interpretation of a Jobim tune, in English, the No More Blues, something that comes from an Italian composer called Estate, but yet there's a bossa nova connection with this one and other connections with this one. This is another example of a piece that really exemplifies this multi-genre combination. Estate, originally an Italian piece, actually became popularized as a bossa nova in my interpretation, I'm also including kind of a flamenco sort of an influence, and really that's actually something that's common to a lot of the work that I do, is combining whether it's flamenco, bossa nova, classical, just trying to find commonalities between these different aesthetics, which I think if you go a step deeper, is also relating to different cultures and different commonalities that they have, particularly folklore, which I find just fascinating. Why do you think that works in this piece? You know, for this particular piece, again, if we zoom out and think about flamenco and bossa nova, for bossa nova, you've got sort of a more languid, delicate kind of an art form. Flamenco is much more raw and overtly emotional. So you would think, okay, how does that combine together? But I find that, again, if you go back to the origins in terms of the folklore, in terms of the roots, there's quite a bit that's there that's in common and honestly works very well together. For example, looking at, you know, Bossa Nova, you've got interesting harmonies that might not necessarily be utilized in flamenco, but then you can look to flamenco techniques that work just really, really well to bring out these chords. Daniel, the pieces we've listened to are 
both your versions of the work of other composers, but you compose quite a bit. And we're going to listen to one of yours called Reverie. And in your compositions, you frequently reference more than one style of music. Could you take us through how that works out in Reverie? So for Reverie, it opens up um, kind of with this mysterious opening. You don't really get a sense of the genre necessarily, but once the theme kicks in, it sounds much more like a samba. And then as that goes on, actually, you start to hear a lot of flamenco techniques, some rasqueados, um, which are these sort of rhythmic strumming patterns. Um, you end up hearing um, kind of this picado pattern, which is like a scale kind of run. So it ends up working very well together, and I think that's just a testament to all of the composers and arrangers that I've listened to and been inspired by. So just all these influences that I've subsumed over the years. Um, I think over over the COVID pandemic as well, having had a little bit more time just for listening and reflection and trying to find the commonalities between all these different genres, I think that's just fascinating. Many artists pick a musical style and uh, as a kind of box and explore it for their entire careers. But that's not you. Uh, you like to reference multiple styles. Why is that? I'll go a step beyond actually and say that I love to go beyond the guitar. So, you know, just as a listener, I love so many different genres, art forms, instrument combinations. I think jazz piano in particular has been a big influence. And thinking outside of the box in terms of voicings of chords, so what I mean by that is the way that the different notes kind of work together. Um, and the way that I've explored that is to try to actually retune the guitar. So I experiment with different tunings, trying to get some more kind of pianistic type of voicings. What do you use of the piano that expands the vocabulary for guitar? So on the piano, you can, you can play notes that are very close to one another. On the guitar, that's going to be a lot harder to do because of the intervals between the strings. So with the different tunings, I can actually get these more pianistic voicings, which end up just bringing a totally different character. Sometimes a very deep kind of a resonance if I you know, tune the bass down. So you can get some really, really fascinating chord voicings and really bring out um, the original feel of the piece while also imbuing it with something new and original. Okay, we'll pick it up with the theme. Volovitz performs at the Metronome Brewery in St. Paul Wednesday, January 4th at 7.30 p.m. He follows Bryant Morrison on stage. For information, the web address is metronomebrewery.com or try the Minnesota Guitar Society at mngtr.org. This program is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Phil Nussbaum speaking. (laughs) 